Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, y'all? James Higgs here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to essentially really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Goodness, mic check one two one, one two. two. There we go. But Alan, you, you saw the intro. Talk I saw about, it. First of all, let's talk about the intro, guy. Dog. Fire, 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 fire! All the way. Well, I was over here bobbing my head doing <laughs> the drum beat. Shoot, this is all yes, good for me, yes, sir. Hey, folks, welcome. Team No Sleep is in the building. We are we are sir. here. Uh, I'm, I'm James Hicks. I'm with my man, Mr. Montel Allen. We are kicking it off tonight. This is our pilot episode. So let, yes, let's see, let's see how it goes. I'm 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 kind of already in a in a, in a slightly disheveled mood because of what's <laughs> behind me. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute too. So so folks, check it out. Team No Sleep. Me and my man Montel. We're going to be talking about sports, talking about current news, current events, all the updates happening. Not just yep. football. Not just and how it all and how it all intertwines with each other. How it all causes, coincide and coexist yeah. with each other. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Right. So, so not not just what's happening on the field, on the pitch, on the court, whatever, but again, everything from a societal and a cultural perspective. There's a lot of things happening outside of the game that are affecting uh, society, and and a lot of these stars within each sport are talking about that. We're talking about it, and we're going to bring those conversations up. So, 
bear with us, work with us. We're going to grow this. We think this really is going to have some value in terms of just having an entertaining discussion. Enjoy the ride. We are actually going to be opening up the broadcast studio. So if you want to come on camera or come just on audio and join us and be part of the show, I'm going to shoot the link out in a second. So you can have your turn to, I'm not going to say Monday morning quarterback, because I think that's, that's already a trademark term, but just to be our own sports pundit as well and come online with us while we, while we break it down. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Boom, boom. One, two, knockout. Let's go. Um, all right, so let's let's start. I see we, we, we got some folks tuning in, so we appreciate y'all and shouts out for joining. I'm gonna take a little sip because NFL. We got so we're gonna talk sports. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, football. Playoff time. A lot of games already then then been gone down. Today we had some some interesting outcomes happening. Right, uh, I think some of the games were almost a. Uh, uh, we knew what was going to happen. Think about the Saints, right? Um, I was watching the Saints, and you, you can never bet on uh, against Drew Brees. You, you, you know he's going to do his thing, right? So so you knew he was going to take down the Bears, but you, you want the Bears to win too. But you knew it was going to happen tonight when when you got Drew Brees back. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I mean, you know, he's a classic vet. He knows how to prepare for this this moment. And you got to think it's contrast to two teams: Chicago, mm-hmm. Trubisky, young quarterback, first time in, questionable, questionable leadership and talent as he's been. Throughout this his career so far, going to a, a you know his first playoff game, jitters, nervous, yeah. and going against Drew Brees, who's a who's a seasoned vet, who's already been to the Super Bowl and who has a, a high caliber team. You already knew what was going to happen in that game. That game, you kind of kind of could tell the story, tell tell the ending already from the beginning. Yeah, um, and that's something amazing was going to happen. <laughs> um, j- just like yesterday's game, I think, which is the, probably the, the shocker was the Rams beating Seattle. Man. What happened to your boy Wilson, and where was the you know the twelve at? Where where, where I mean, yeah, you know, uh, I think the, 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 fans, but yeah, Mr. Man, Mr. Mr. Metcalf met Mr. Ramsey and got shut down. That's what happened. Um, unfortunately, I mean he, he he put the clamps on him. I think the Rams' game plan was was excellent. Uh, for some reason, Russell just looked he looked rattled. I mean, it's just like that game plan didn't work. They didn't know what to do, and everything for the Rams did work. I mean, think about this for the Rams. How, I mean. It must have been the stars must be in the line. Your starting quarterback goes down. He has surgery the week before. Yeah. Your backup quarterback starts. He gets knocked out of the game in the first five in, minutes. If yeah, that. first five. And then your quarter, your other quarterback that was hurt, they just got off a of surgery, comes in and orchestrates a win for you. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Rams' co- hit staff and their coaching staff. I love their offense. I've been praising their offense forever because I just like the way uh, I, I, I don't know I don't want to mispronounce exactly. the coach's name. Yeah, McVay. Yeah, he's just man on point. His team was on point. They were focused. The defense did everything they're supposed to do. And Seattle did everything they couldn't do. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Russell couldn't buy any time. Nothing. Um, and you know, kudos to the Rams, man. But I mean, I think that was the number one shocker. If you're playing your parlay at the Indy Casino this week, that's the one that lost <laughs> everybody their money. Let's be honest with you. No, that, that, let's that's just keep true. it real. <laughs> no, and I've been a fan of the Rams and the Chargers just for the team perspective ever since Hard Knocks. Right, because mm-hmm. they, they were the ones that were featured on that, and, and what, what Coach McVay has, has instilled in, into that team, uh, the way they get down, the way they go about their business uh, was was impressive. But you're right, man. That to have to have a boy come in just after having that thumb surgery, and then to come mm-hmm. in and do what they needed to do against the uh, Seahawks, against the yeah. Carroll team. 
Man. Yeah, see, and the Seahawks defense is just horrible. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't want to believe it all year, but they just played. Yeah, they're not. They were exposed. Yeah, boom, right? They're not doing. They're the legend of Boo. They're legend of Boo Boo right now. <laughs> they was at home, man. But I mean, they, they played. They, I mean, you know, they're all professionals. I know they're good. I, I just think, and, and at the NFL, you know, you can tell love. It's all about schemes. Your schemes. Yeah. I, I think Rams had the perfect scheme in place, and I think. Seahawks, the way it looked like, they thought they were just going to come in and just steamroll those guys, and there was another thing coming. They got popped in the mouth, and they didn't know how to react. Um, yeah. Kind of just like a fight. You know, you don't know what's going to happen until you get hit. They got hit, and they didn't know how to react, and they went down, period. And the, the more scrappy you are, right, I think you're, you're going to – you're just going to go at it like you had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of what I think about the Bills, right? Because, look, again, you want, you, you want your boy Phillip Rivers. I mean, been around. He's, he's, he's got the mm-hmm. records. He's been throwing bombs. Uh, yeah. He can throw that mm-hmm. football 80, 80 yards, but they came up short. by They lost by three points down at the very mm-hmm. last minutes. But them Buffalo Bills. Man, oh. I think um, the Colts. Colts are on the right move. I mean, they did, they did everything right. Yeah. And they did everything good. Bills just did it a little bit better. And I feel sorry. I, well, I shouldn't say I feel sorry. The dude's a millionaire. I don't feel sorry for none of them dudes. They all making money. But I'm saying I, I, I do understand for, from a competitive standpoint, I feel sorry for, for Phillip Rivers that he wasn't able to get over that hump yeah. being with the Colts. But, I mean, I think he has them going in the right direction. I don't think they're missing any pieces. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. That game could have – if you were to get that game five more minutes, it could have went to the Colts. You know, they yeah. got the ball one more time and one more. It would have been, it would have been the Colts win. It, it just fell into Josh Allen. I think it's Josh Allen's in, 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 in their year at the Bills yeah. because – They've been playing that way solid all year, doing everything they're supposed to do right. They got to this point. They were able to get over the hump and win. Now we're going to see the real test next week when they play. But, I mean, I'm excited, man. I mean, as far as from a football standpoint, it's, it's nice to see the young guns kind of taking the reins. Yeah. The Josh yeah. Allens is taking over and all that other good stuff. So, man, I think uh, the Bills got something, to, they got something to say for the next couple of years. Yeah. With the playoff thing's going Josh, Josh can uh, throw that ball. Uh, he's yeah. tough out there, man, too. And we got to be tough to play play in New York and play for the Bills. <laughs> you know, that, that Bills mafia don't play. So, uh, yeah, I, I almost wish this, that game in particular, I wish that they hadn't gone for the whole, for the touchdown on that last play. They should have either tried to just tie it, just, just be, be not be comfortable, not be content, but just be what had the highest ratio of uh, of possibility of uh, continuing the game instead of just going but, but, long bomb. But. but but you know the, but you know the cardinal rule if you're in if you're in the opponent's backyard and you got a chance to go win it, you're gonna win it. You don't go That's for the tie. So I think that that old school mentality set in. I mean, the way Rivers was playing, why not? I mean, they were they were they were. It wasn't like they weren't moving the ball on the Bills. They they kept moving the ball. They kept doing what they had to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I would, that's a that's a coin flip. Do I go for the safe bet and go on overtime and play long, or I'm like, look, let's go for the gusto and let's see if we can put these dudes away and move on to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's you know throw your chips in and you know throw all your chips in and let's go. That's I think it. they do all the chips. I think they threw the chips in and they just they just fell a little bit short. So, yeah. but I think I think Philip Rivers will be back next year. I don't think he's going to retire no time soon. What? I think the, I don't think he's retiring. I think Philip's going to come back one more year. I mean. Man. man, what what they putting in the water with him and Brady? Man, them dudes probably gonna play to like fifty five years old because the skills aren't diminishing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not going nowhere. Good, yeah, you know, good truth, good truth, and good segue to uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Brady. However, he's coined the whole name of the city now because the nothing like the Buccaneers being in the playoffs. That don't even sound right coming out your mouth. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are back in a division game. Mm. Man, I mean. What can Brady? Brady is ageless, homie. I mean, he's yeah, just, yeah. he's just. I mean, he can. 
If you get a man time, he can surgically de- de- just pick apart any defense. The question is giving him time. Now, this week they were able to. I know Alex Kappa, the, the starting center, he b- broke his ankle, so he won't be back this next week. Okay. So I think this coming up, this coming up week game, it may, it may be a different story for him. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if they, if the Bucks are able to figure out how to give Brady time, there's no defense in the NFL that he can't surgically pull apart, pick apart. That's a trip, right? Because you, you think about it, all this time you got all the, all these players, you got all these valuable, you got these weapons, you got all these assets, but it it really is driven by the quarterback, right? Either experience or just being able to see the fields, understand the game, slow down the the tempo, those kind of things. You're right. Brady's 85 years old right now, <laughs> and he's yeah. out there. You know, he, he don't run, right? He, he's, he's, mm-hmm. You saw his 40 time when when he was at the combine. That's that's yeah. not his talent, but yeah. he can read the defense like nobody else. He got a hard count, and he mm-hmm. can uh, he he can pick up them short slant passes. And you know, not he's got Antonio Brown. He's got yep. boy Gronk back with him. Uh, yep. I mean, he's got all Evans, these, Mike uh, Evans. He got Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. He got Ronnie Jones in the backfield. Come on, I think. I think with them, with them, it's all about. And I don't even think it starts with Brady. I think it starts with the offensive line. If that offensive line can protect, yeah. Yeah. then the, then the game's over with. I think for whoever they're playing their, their opponent, I don't think they don't really even need a running game with Brady because he's so he's so good at picking people apart and finding the open man. That yeah. they just need to be able to give him time. And we saw all the games they lost this year. He had no time. When those when teams are blitzing him and he can't get and he doesn't have any time, that's when the Bucks are in trouble. But when he has time, he shreds everybody in the NFL apart. No disrespect to no secondaries, no disrespect to no linebacking core, no disrespect to no defensive coordinator. But let's give let's you know let's give the man his flowers while he's while he's while he's playing. You know he's he's one of the goats, man. Yeah, you can't can't argue it. Can't take it away. He's got six mm-hmm. rings. He's gonna have. He's he's, he's gonna get another one before <laughs> he finally hangs up the cleats. But uh, mm-hmm. he, he's got six, and and that, you cannot take that away from him. Absolutely. Uh, Ravens, Baltimore. They did mm-hmm. a little something. Well, you, you kind of hope they would. Mm-hmm. Baltimore out there trying to trying to do some things and and, and not have that. Uh, you know, he, he is Mister Mister Madden Sports right now. You, you would hope that they would continue on with something. Yeah, you know, to me, Lamar is, is, is interesting. Um, and this is my my take, and I look at I look at it a little bit different. Lamar, what's funny, Lamar had a big year last year where he was, you know, considered MVP and doing all those things, and everybody was like, oh, this guy's going to be amazing. And this year, he's not as successful. And it's not, the, not a discredit to Lamar. It's a credit to defensive coordinators in the NFL. They figured out ways how to slow him down and, and, and make him polish up on, on the things he needs to work on, which is, being able to throw out of the pocket because those lanes aren't going to be there all the time when they put a fast linebacker or safety, you know, a, a spying you. He needs to be able to learn to be able to read defenses more and not rely on his athletic ability every time he plays the game. I think that's the difference between him and Mahomes. Mahomes is able to recognize and does the homework and doesn't rely on his natural ability. He relies on what he sees. Where Lamar has been so gifted and so blessed, where his his athleticism has been able to just take him places no one even know you know i mean just to almost to the mvp to be honest with yeah. you or to the mvp yeah um but i think this year they caught it caught up with them but but i do believe with these things you know great athletes learn to adjust as yeah. they got better he's figured he, now he's starting to, he's hitting his stride now going into these playoffs he's starting to figure out what they're doing doing to him and making other things happen i believe that baltimore needs to get a, i mean i think they need to add a few more pieces i don't think they're quite gonna get over the hump to get to the super bowl yet i could be wrong but um Lamar Lamar is here to stay, and that kind of dynamic quarterback is here to stay, which I'm happy. Yeah, you know? it's it's kind of kind of back to the old big days, right? I'm, yes, and, and it's also you talk about Mahomes. It's the multi sport 
quarterbacks, right? The ones mm-hmm. who probably could have gone into and play baseball, professional mm-hmm. baseball, or whatever the case may be. But they've got those skills, right? You, you see mm-hmm. Mahomes make some, some surface passes and laterals and whatever the case yeah. may be. Not everybody can do that. And yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. quarterbacks that are, I think are, that we're seeing flourish right now in this new game. Yeah, yeah, I think the, the game is. Just, I mean, since it's a, it's a pretty much an RPO runner pass type of lead now because the running back is a little bit less obsolete. I wouldn't say he's obsolete because you need a running game to to sustain your win when you get it when you get a big lead. But I believe the way the game is being played, you have to have that dynamic quarterback to be able to do things and buy times. So now, don't get me wrong; there's guys that can't like the Brady's and the the Rivers. That they're so good and so precise, they don't have to. But that's aging out. Sure. That's not the college game anymore. That's not the high school game anymore. Those guys are aging out, and those guys, I hate to say it, it's kind of like a dinosaur. Those guys aren't, aren't around as much. It's now the year of the, of the Jacksons, the, the mobile, yeah. fast quarterback that can make all kinds of moves and make all kinds of reads and do different things. And there's and like I said, the difference between Mahomes and Jackson, Jackson's athletic ability is probably far above Mahomes, but Mahomes, I think football IQ is that much far ahead of Jackson's when it comes yeah. to reading different schemes and, and, and schemes and defenses. And also, you know, you have the, the weapons that are around him. I think Mahomes is very familiar with all his weapons. Yep. Jackson is still in the process of getting familiar he, with his. He's still learning. He's still learning about it. But again, yes. those guys can can sit in the pocket. They can read read the defense. They, they again they can slow the game down. And, and those mm-hmm. folks that don't get don't they don't get frazzled by when you got someone like Indomitian and Sue coming coming at you full mm-hmm. on steam or clear <laughs> coming coming for your head, right? You you, you got to be able to adjust to those to those kind of things. One of them Watt brothers, right? One, yeah, the TJ. One of them Watt brothers coming at you, you know. Yeah. And it's funny because we were talking about it earlier when we were talking about Cam. Cam Cam was that guy. Cam yeah. Newton was that was that guy that we 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 all loved in North Carolina when he was at Carolina. The things that the dynamic things he's been to do, but again, like you said, his the way his game was dynamic wasn't able to slow the game down for him. Now let's not knock it. Now Cam to Cam's defense, he he's been beat up every year because they let him hit him. They let they let mm-hmm. guys hit him for no reason all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't think the shoulder the shoulder surgery didn't help him at all. Um, yeah. And I believe and I believe you know Cam's Cam's demeanor can, can rub some people off the wrong way. You know the way he the way he is kind of his character the way he, the way he presents himself is right. not acceptable by everybody. But I think. Skill wise and skill set, it showed this year that his skills have diminished some. Um, he's not the same cam that we used to be able to do. I, I'm hoping it's just a Belichick thing, his system that that, that that limit him, but I don't think so. I think Cam's skills set has diminished. I mean, when you go into games and he play, he starts a whole game, and he's only throwing for 79 yards. That's that's a problem in the NFL. That's yeah. not an NFL quarterback quality kind of quarterback. Um, and I hope the man lands on his feet somewhere coming in the next year. But I believe it's the the game is starting to pass Cam by. You know, you got to be a uh, you have to be a Lamar Jackson. You can't be a Cam Newton, but you have to be a Lamar Jackson in order to be impressive in the league right now. Yeah, and I, and I I think along those lines, I think it's, again he hasn't fully healed up right from from all of yep, those. Yep. Mm-hmm. He puts his body you know on them short this short uh third and goal or whatever those those instances where he's actually running the ball he he's literally going in there trying to take all that contact he, he's not skating it right he, he's yeah, yeah. his shoulder square and going down so that you can't do that if you're the quarterback get get the ball to you to your, your running yeah. back full back yeah. somebody else like you can yeah. and, and, and let's be real the, the one tackle you can't escape is father time when father time got his eyes on you brother man you you know you you ain't get you ain't breaking that tackle. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I'm wondering, and I'm, I'm not, I don't know, right? But I, I just wonder if mm-hmm. he's taken as good care of himself 
physically and, and nutritionally, right? So, you know, we talk about Brady, right? We know Brady mm-hmm. doesn't eat anything except uh, grass. And, you know, it, his, his diet is completely clean. It, I mean, it's completely regimented in terms of the things that he eats, right? He, he, he's mm-hmm. focused on that. He trains that whole TB12 mentality. I, I, I've been to Boston. I've kind of seen kind of some of the stuff behind what he incorporates into those programs. I, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking. I'm, I'm just being the pundit here, just trying to make some noise, bring, bring out some, some comments and see if that'll happen. But I just don't know if some of these other cats are, are doing it to that level and that degree. Yeah, he's probably he's reading the book. He knows the play, playbook forward and backwards. He can do all that stuff. But taking care of himself in, internally, uh, I, I just don't know. Right? I think that separates the good from the great, right? The, the Brady's, the regimen. The, the study of the playbook, the understanding, the understand not only that, but the things you do off the field with his body as far as his diet and his exercise. Yeah. Though that is something that he's able to do, and that separates, that's why he's one of the greatest. Where, where Cam, love him, trendsetter, difference maker, but is he considered a great? And has and we've seen him, his, the way he presents himself and he does things. Does that transcend the same thing as Brady? No, it doesn't. That means Cam was a good quarterback in comparison yeah. to the great. I mean, the Mannings did the same thing. The Montanas back in the day, all those great ones, the Marinos and all those, all those great, the John Elways, they all did the great. They did everything they needed to do yeah. on, off the field, after the games, all that stuff. Cam seems a guy that, you know, he wanted to focus attention on him by wearing the wild clothes, doing all the other extracurricular stuff and doing all that. And I don't, like you said, being pundit, I don't know if that transcended on the off the field, you know, study film, being that leader. Yeah. Yeah, when you die, you're, you're, you're at four o'clock in the morning. Time. You know, were you were you in the weight room? Before, you may have been there at six o'clock, like you supposed to. But yeah, you know, you know I'm sorry, Mr. Brady is there at four o'clock in the morning, and and uh, you know those kind of things. But yeah, I, I, I'm sure some, something happened. It'll change. He, he's got leadership around him, so Belichick is is, is no joke. Belichick is do your job. So if he stays uh, with New England, he's gonna have to get it right, or he's gonna find himself. Um, I believe they cut. They cut him already. They cut him already. I think they cut him already. But I think they're going to be. Or they, they just said they're not going to resign him. But they may resign him for a cheaper price. You know, if he comes in something yeah. a lot less, they may want to resign him. But I just see Cam going um, somewhere different. And I, I mean, and I, and I'm gonna, and I believe at this point in his career, he's going to have to accept the backup role, not the starting role. I'm not quite. You know, I think it's going to be like a Marietta situation. Be a backup, yeah. go there, and then if the if the situation or the opportunity presents itself, hopefully can come in and do your thing. And now. Going into the next, the, the following fall camp, it could be a discussion who's going to be the starter. Like we'll, it will be with Marietta and Carr, I think, going into this year. So, so no Vegas because you got Marietta and Marietta and you got Carr there. I, I, we were talking off scene about uh, sending them to Washington. You know, yeah. look, I, I'm an Alex Smith fan too. Look, I, I love mm-hmm. a story, and I love the story that he got, got toe up and then he had the surgeries and came back, was able to play. I, I love that, but again, right now he's down because of the because of the, the legs. Uh, yeah, but I like I, I like I was telling you, I believe his leadership and his mentorship yeah. is in developing the guys they got, the guys they have is it's more valuable than bringing someone like in Cam in to compete for a starting job. Because I think they got quarterbacks that are there. They got yeah. the you know they got the, the guys that are there. Alex is a mentor. Alex is a guy that can even play. You know if he's if, if the situation presents itself, he can go in the game and play. I think he's on a trajectory to become a coach. Alex Smith will be a coach, I think, someday wow. okay. at the NFL level. I mean, he's been a lot of, a lot of coordinators. He shows yeah. he can mentor. He shows he's very humble. He's a very humble guy. Yeah. I mean, and if it, and I recommend anybody. And I'm not an ESPN up, but if they do, give me my money. But if anybody gets a chance to watch that documentary on Alex Smith. Oh, I don't think you guys realize what that man went through 
in yeah. order to get to back to this situation. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's true, man. That was like 17 surgeries or something, and he almost yeah, got, man. lost his leg, almost lost his yeah. life over that, over that whole situation. So, you know, yeah. major props on that whole thing, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, I mean, I think he's on that, on that, on that pathway. Um, I think he's just got a lot of great qualities about him that you always would want around your team, mm-hmm. any team, if it's no matter what sport. He has those qualities that you always want around a team. And I'm a big Alex fan. I was I was a fan of his when he was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I was a fan when he was in Kansas City. I was I'm a, I was a fan when he went to Washington. I think the guy's just he's, he's he caught a bad rap in the beginning of his career because 49ers were going through all those transitions yeah. and he right. had to endure all those different coordinators. He found his niche with Harbaugh. He was able to take that niche and he he was tearing it up in in, in KC too. He got hurt, yep. and then then he was tearing it up in Washington too. He got hurt. <laughs> so so the dude the dude could play football. That's that's not and he's a winner. So there's no doubt about that. Uh, I just I, I just believe the man the man's got a lot more. I think he has a lot more of those intangibles to be able to offer a team than to bring Cam in. And I think Cam will be more of a a distraction than 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 developing these younger guys getting them ready getting ready to go. That's true. That's true. Let, let, let me interject right quick because folks watching. Yeah, I, I got the TV on and I know right now there's a Geico commercial, but it's got my game on. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to will the Steelers past these Browns. I'm not sure what's going on. We need to call Coach Tomlin and see what, what's really happening because right now I see the score is 28 to oh, I, 28 to nothing. Just see, so I'm having problems with that. But we got the game on for y'all to watch multitask. You can you, you listen to Mr. Mr. Montel and myself and watch the game in the background. So it, it's I know what's happening, y'all. It's, it's, not, it's a perfect hey, distraction. As a matter of fact, great segue. Let's ponder into the question I asked you about the Steelers. If they lose this game, which looks like they're they're going to, why you hold on? Why are you doing all? Why you got to jump on like that? I'm, you see, you already I'm, got me drinking, right? I mean, man. man. It's 28 goose egg right now going in the second quarter, man. And it looks like they might score again. But I'm saying, if they lose this game, do the Steelers bring back Ben? Do they bring back – or or Tomlin, do they bring back either one of them or do they cut both the ties with both of them? Wow. Uh, man, that's, that's – that's legacy right there, right? Yeah, they got the ring and everything, but uh, – I. I love Tomlin. I think he's a great coach, but I believe he's lost. He's lost a ever since they went on this losing streak. They went on this losing streak at the end of the season and come in and now. Yeah. It just seems like there's something that is missing with him being able to connect with the team. Man, you, yeah, you, you threw me for a loop on now because because Tomlin is you know when 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 coach speaks, you know you definitely want to be listening and he speaks with such authority and such such earnest and um, he's great 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 leader. But you're right. To, to, at the end of the season to start off so hot and then come back and lose those four games as as bad as you did, I, mm-hmm. I, I so I even question why you would you would sit in and, and bring in um, and, and bring in um, the other other quarterback mm-hmm. right and for that game. Um, I think Ben is is is, is the tail end of his mm-hmm. valuable career in Pittsburgh. I could see him either moving on or something, but yeah, that, that's that's a hard question to even answer. I, I think there has to be some changes for sure, uh, and they got to start at the top if they don't make it past this round. If if this if this continues to go like this tonight, tomorrow morning, there'll be two stories in the news, right? There'll there'll be some impeachment stories about forty five, and and we'll hear yeah. that the Pittsburgh Steelers have made some movements 
in the in the front office. To be to be honest, yeah, I, and I and I, I completely agree. And like I said, I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's one of the best coaches in, in the NFL, bar, bar none, because he's been able to do some amazing things. Well, not with a lot of talent around him. I, I'll, I'll tell you that straight up. Yeah. But I believe though. In the situation the Steelers are in, and how good they are, and, and such a tradition, a tradition with their organization, that there has to be some type of change. And I don't want him to be fired. I really don't want him to be yeah. fired. I don't. But I believe, though, you have to explore that if you want to change the dynamic of your team. You got a lot of young guys. You got Chase. You have Juju there. You have the, the running back there from Pittsburgh. This is second year. You have some offensive weapons there. The defense is still pretty good, yeah. and we're not able to get over the hump. It, you know, it's your job. If your department's not performing, they don't look at you. They look at your department head and say, okay, yeah, you got to go. You're going to go. Yep, you know, you're going to go, and then we'll fire all the rest of them behind you. <laughs> but the top dog going to get cut first, and then we're going to cut the rest of them. That's so does, does it go to Tomlin first and say, you know what, hey, man, it's time for us to move on and move in a, a different direction. And, and and I don't know how that's all going to work. I, don't, I really don't, man. Like I said, I, I like Pittsburgh. I think they've always been a competitive team and been great, but – at this point right now with the, the the debacle they had at the end of the season and tonight's game where yeah. they yeah, were supposed terrible. to come in this. Yeah, this you, know, right you know, what what are they do? what is what is the Pittsburgh what are Pittsburgh Steelers supposed to do? The uh, fans. What are the fans and what are the staff and what's the company what the organization? Yeah, what is we you know, I got my, my I got my terrible towel out here. I'm I'm not even gonna bring it up because right now it's just not right. I got the I got ESPN and, and the headline right now is what in the world? Brown counts mm-hmm. on the Steelers from the jump. So, mm-hmm. so that's where it is right now, and, and we got to go and play y'all in the background. Let, yeah. Let's piggyback. Let's go back to this question we got here from uh, Shout Out Productions. That's my boy Robert right there asking about a final destination for Cam. And, and so, you know, we were kind of saying, don't know, right? I mean, it, it's definitely time for him to maybe go into a different role. He's, he's definitely not the same superstar that he was uh, a few years ago. Uh, doesn't seem to be getting the the grasp of the Bill Belichick, uh, just do your job kind of thing. Just, just hasn't been able to, to focus on that. So who knows where he's going to go, but it's, it's definitely not going to be uh starter. I think, yeah, I don't, th- I don't think he's going to be a starter, No, n- n- not right now. And I believe Cam's final – me personally, I think Cam's best best scenario for him, where I would love to see him, where I would love to see him as a backup in Atlanta. I would love to see him as a backup in Atlanta, I okay. think. Um I think that would be a great fit. I mean, I know Matt Ryan's fired right now, yeah. but I believe if Matt Matt goes down, he would be a great insurance for yeah. them. Uh, um, I believe somewhere like that would be really ideal for him to land. I don't think there's anywhere he's going to be able to compete for a starting job. And to be honest, even the places that need him, I mean, you know, the Jets are going to go get Trevor Lawrence, or you know, and or he's going to end up in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not going to make that investment, and I don't think it can because they want a young guy that's going to be there for the face True. of the franchise. True. Cam is not Cam is not a face of the franchise anymore. He's a guy that's going to be have to become that role player and that quarterback that's, that's there. And like I said, I love the dude. I think, I mean, I'm I'm one of the biggest fans. I thought the dude came in there, he was tearing it up. But <laughs> now at this point, now at this point in his career, it's like, where is he able to go and make an and make a make an impact on a team? As a, he, there's no I don't think there's no one in the league going to be a starter. I really don't yeah, at this point it's, in his career. It's too tough, right? It's just, I mean, the the the, the selection is, is too great in terms of a high caliber uh, minds and arms out yeah. there. So at that position, so and, and, and then we got to think of, on Cam. How much money is he? How much less money is he willing to take to go play? Somewhere? Oh, he, he gonna, you got to get him his money. You know, he, he you know, so, all them hats that he be wearing, you got to get him his money for the hat. <laughs> 
So, 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 do you do, does Denver take a chance on him and, and pay him? No, they're not. There's no. I'm not going to invest five million, seven million dollars in a quarterback with diminishing skills coming off a of shoulder surgery and having the season that he had in New England. No. I mean, I, and that's to put on the GM hat. Like we're speaking now, we're not speaking football. We're speaking business wise. Yeah. Business wise, you don't do it. Yeah. It's just it do, it doesn't make sense um, to do that. And I and love the guy's character. Love dude when his past he was great. But current state today, right now, if I'm building a team, I don't add Cam Newton to it. I just don't, and 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 it, it, it hurts my heart because, I, again, I don't think he's willing to take that backup role. Sure. I don't think I think he wants to come in there and compete for the starting role, and his skills are. Th- yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. He's, uh, he's he's sitting at home right now. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right I, and, I'm, and I may be wrong. That's probably why I'm not a GM in no NFL. <laughs> <laughs> probably go hit him somewhere and be win the Super Bowl next year. For all I know, who knows, man? Just, I'm just speaking for what, yeah. what I think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good story. Uh, so, about eighty percent of speaking of Super Bowl, eighty percent of the divisional uh, playoffs have already been called. Uh, we still just waiting on on this game behind me to get uh, get. I mean, hundred percent been called. <laughs> See, there you go, there you go. So, what, what we got? Let me, let me move on down the line because you 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 start trouble. So the Rams are going to be playing Green Bay on Saturday at uh, 1.35 p.m. Pacific time on Fox. Mm. you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Saints on Sunday at 3.40 p.m. That's going to be a good game. When you got Breeze and Brady playing, that's that's my CTV right there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see Aaron Rodgers do his thing because I love the way he passes the ball. But man, uh, oh, that's Saturday. Okay, no, no, I can I can get both of those. That's Saturday and Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the AFC side, it's either the Ra- <laughs> it's either the Ravens or the Steelers going to play Buffalo, uh, or it's going to be the Ravens or the Browns playing Kansas City. So mm. we'll see, we'll see. It's going to be it's, it's going to be good though. It's going yeah, be- yeah. I think you know the, the the cream rises to the top, as they say. All these teams, all these teams deserve to be in there. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see um, the Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Smith going against Ramsey. Mm. Uh, on the Rams, that should be good, but it's going to be in Green Bay, so they got that advantage with that cold weather, uh, yeah. you know. And let's see what the Rams can kind of bring that. I, like you said, must see TV is Breeze and Brady. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if it comes to anything like they played in the regular season, it should be a really, really good game. Yeah. And then um, Ravens versus Kansas City, I think they Kansas City is too much right now. I think with a week off too, I think they're too much. But I mean. You know, we got the Lamar Jackson. What he can do, he might change the whole dynamic of the game. You never know. And then the Bills. Hmm. Ooh, you just you know, Josh Allen. You, he, he got that <laughs> on. He'll throw something all the way to the, him, the street. Him and Stephon, man, is just doing yeah. too much. Yeah. They're just doing too much right now. So I think play, going to Buffalo and playing is going to be a hard. It's going to be hard for people to win in Buffalo, especially since this weather's changing. Man, this weather's going to do some stuff. To some of these guys, I think That's you know, true. change the dynamic games. That's true. That's true. So, uh, before we go into college, talk a little bit college. I will answer this. I'm, I'm gonna answer this. I'm, I'm gonna say my Steelers gonna pull it, gonna, gonna go into the locker room, slap themselves around, and, and, and Coach Tomlin gonna, gonna give him a piece of his mind, and they and they gonna come out and find a way to, 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 to do make, make it competitive. That's all I want. Forty two fourteen, game's over, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna call. So, I'm calling right now. The show is over right now. Let me go ahead and put the outro on. We we done. See, the, the, the pilot is the last show. We not doing. We not doing. The beginning no of the end. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, all right. And next, so next week, next time, we'll talk about predictions for the big game because it's it's still too early. It's it's still too low to, to make new predictions about the Super Bowl. Um, yes, sir. That's gonna be a trip, though. Still to think about Super Bowl, no one's gonna be there. No one. I I don't even know how they play now with nobody in there, man. I mean, I, can you imagine? These are like these are like scrimmage games, but yeah. they count. So I I can't. Piking the noise. Yeah, there's not. You can't change it. There's you can't do the fans. The fans are completely different. You can't hear the noise. I mean, you. I've been to a couple of games yeah. this year, not pros, but college games, and you can hear the players talking on the sideline. And all you, it, it, it's just a real different. It's a different dynamic, you know. And we know that they they're going after the TV money and the entertainers, which I appreciate one hundred percent. Yeah. But I can't imagine being the player playing with no fans. It's like. Yeah, that's that's just got to be. I've been to a lot of Niner games, right? And just just mm-hmm. being in there and and just the uh, the rumble and just just the mm-hmm. whole dynamic of it, just stomping around uh, either either way, depending on if you're off of the defense. But yeah, just to have piped in noise right now and you can't celebrate. It, 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 I think that takes a whole aspect out of the game as well, right? So that that's a mentality I think for the players as as they're trying mm-hmm. to ramp themselves up for a particular play for, for whatever case may be. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have yeah, someone man. out there. So the, the Lambo leap, right? So your package, yeah. who are they jumping to? <laughs> Nobody did no Lambo leaps this season. <laughs> well, what's, fu- what's funny is funny because, like you said, that energy, you drive that energy off of, off of hearing that crowd and hearing that noise and all that good stuff. And I don't even know where they draw their energy from. I mean, X's yeah. and O's are one thing. But I mean, if you have no energy, it's real, real hard. No. You, you can turn around, look, your boys just score. So, oh, hold, hold on, Time pause. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you okay. got one in there. <laughs> right, right before halftime. That, that, see, there you go. There's momentum to go into halftime. With at least yeah. now, let's at least make the extra point. We got the extra point. All right. So, twenty-eight seven. Yeah. Come on, come on, Steve. Yeah. You know, don't don't let. But it yeah, happen. but I mean, that energy. I think I think feet. They're not able to feed off their energy. I think it's, and it's something they're having in sports. I mean, I think baseball is probably the only one that can kind of really deal with it and be real effective because their game is more slowed down anyway. It's yeah. not a big cheering thing. But basketball and football, you thrive off the crowd yelling. You thrive off the booing. You thrive off of the towels in the air swinging and all those things. That gives you that extra umph when you want to play. And it and it distracts the other teams. And I'm not having, being able to do that, man. I I'm crazy, and like you said, the Super Bowl, what the biggest event in one of the biggest events in the world, oh, will have no fans. Yeah, we'll have no fans. I mean, and, and, and of all sports, right? So you talk about basketball. I'm not, I'm not even following basketball right now because that. that so, so last year with COVID and lockdown and mm-hmm. that being a bubble, just the, the whole feel of the games was different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't even realize when it started. I didn't even realize that the NBA season started. Yep. I, I still thought they were playing uh, preseason and, and, and not even at the start of the regular season. So that, that there, there's some things that are happening there. And even so on the NBA side, you know, they had a good bubble last year and they didn't have a whole lot of cases with COVID. This season, they have some problems, right? Uh, I was yeah. like the Sixers had yeah. nine mm-hmm. players out for their last game. And then just this recent game against the Heat, the Celtics has been postponed because folks haven't been heeding the guidelines and they, they messing around getting put on. I think let's be let's be realistic with everything. Mm-hmm. These are every team has uh, fifteen recognizable people that are superstars. Period. Mm-hmm. And you're asking these young men from the ages from the ages of let's say nineteen to thirty three to say, I'm going to every city, stay inside your room, don't do anything. And I believe the veteran guys will. The guys that are twenty eight and above, they'll be like, Yeah, no, no, I, I we completely understand. But you get guys that are twenty six years old with money like that going to each one of these towns, 
that already think they're invincible because they're superstar athletes and all this stuff, you're going to get them going to these places and these things. And I don't realize they don't, I don't think they have educated themselves enough to say, Hey, this stuff can spread anywhere. Yeah. You know, this, this stuff can spread like it is, like it is now. I believe what the NBA needs to do is once so, me personally, I think what they should do, if they really want to stop these guys from doing it, my, my perspective is if you catch it or you're being exposed to it, not only do you have to go down to the G league, for ten, for, for 10 days, we'll bring somebody from the G League to take your spot. That way the games can keep on going. Oh, you talk about some ramifications. Okay. <laughs> why, 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 why not? I mean, because of this, because of the point, this is your job. And yeah. me and you at our job, we get, we would get, we would, we would get in trouble yep. if we didn't follow guidelines, right? That, this is the bottom line. If you don't follow guidelines, you're either going to get, you'll get, uh, um, um, warned about it. You'll yeah. get, they'll take corrective action. And eventually, if you keep doing it, they will fire you. True. Why, why is that any different from, for these guys in the NBA? You should go down to the G League and play for you. For those you, you get quarantined for ten days, and you have to play in the G League for ten days, and then you can come on back up. And that way, it gives some guys from the G League the experience to play in the NBA. I think it would be a win-win for both. But then now we don't have to stop games. Yeah. Because why is a guy in the yeah, why the guys in the G League following the rules, but a guy because you're in the NBA, you're not playing the rules. Now you now you messing with the with the pocketbooks, right? So now you now you making them own it, right? So there's no, but there's no but 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 the thing is, this is the best year to do it because there's no fans in the stands. So I'm not going to be paying. I'm not paying my two hundred dollars mm-hmm. to come watch you play. I'm watching you just on TV, and they're getting the TV money regardless, right? Yeah, I, I, I I truly believe they get the money. So why 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 would we reward guys in the G League to give them an opportunity to come up and play and showcase their talent? And we should be punishing the guys that don't follow rules to go down That's and true. say, hey, you know what? You go down there and play for ten days. I know you don't like it, but you're gonna ride that bus to Hawkinsaw, wherever New Jersey, and play that little game where they ain't got nobody there. <laughs> For ten days, or you, then you'll then you'll get a fine appreciation of what it yeah, is like to play sleep, here. Sleep in the Holiday Inn <laughs> instead of the Embassy Suites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Night. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that should be something they should discuss, and that that way that would cure that thing. Now, as far as the COVID thing, again, I think you're asking. I wouldn't say you're not asking a lot because I'm older and I'm more mature. I I wouldn't I wouldn't wither away the experience. But again, man, you're asking twenty six year olds to nineteen yeah. year old guys that that. You know, are single, want to be out there doing their thing. They got some money in their pocket. They in every city, every city they know. People know who they are. They got social media that knows where they at, and all those good things going. They're not gonna follow the rules. They just being they being human. They being young men. Period. They being young men. They being young, eligible, promiscuous men. Period. Let's be out there. They want to be in the club. They want to be party. They want to they want to show their wealth. They want to they want to be happy. They, what they what they feel is happy. Yeah. I think they could do it smarter, but unfortunately, they're not doing it smarter. So I think the NBA needs to get a curb on that more so than anything. Yeah, I, think all the, I think all the sports. Bro. All, yeah, all, all sports. sports. Yeah, right. All sports. But, but right now, yeah, the NBA is having the most problems with that. You haven't seen as much later in the season with football. You saw a lot of that at, at two months ago when everyone was still trying to figure out, yeah, how, how do I wear them? You saw coaches getting fined for not wearing mm-hmm. masks properly. Things. Yeah. You saw a lot of that, but that, that seems to have been – uh, corrected now, so now we can ready to tell that. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go over to college. Let's go over to college. We got we got something happening tomorrow. We got we got a yes. game happening tomorrow uh, on the college football side. Shouts out to, to to Alabama and Ohio State. Absolutely. Uh, what, what happened to Captain Clemson? What happened to that bro? <laughs> I think I think Ohio State was playing. This is, man, you know, you when you play with a chip in your shoulder and you come in. It's a whole different ball game. Again, like you said, you don't have that crowd or that energy coming in there. 
And I believe Ohio State just had a better game plan than Clemson. And without having that energy from the crowd and being and being there and all that stuff, yeah. broke Ohio just the X's and O's was just a lot better than what Clemson had. Now the one thing I first I got to shout out to Chris Olave, receiver for Ohio State. That's my man. And then Najee okay. Harris from Antioch, California, the running back for for Alabama. That's the dude too. Love them both, California boys. They both gonna be representing in the championship. Okay. Gotta get them a okay. shout. But I believe. But back to the scheme part. I think Ohio State had a better scheme. Now going into this game Monday. Mm. Alabama's a whole different beast, man. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Coach Saban don't play. Look, Coach Saban rec- recognized that when, when you got greatness in the room, and, and he can be yeah. all. I'm gonna say he can be calm in interviews, but then, then again, no, he's not calm because he, he he'll, he'll call you something on camera and don't care about it. But yeah. well, I mean, the man, the man, the man's legacy and pedigree of coaches that come from him yeah. and the man's excellent O's and the people he has around him as far as football knowledge is probably second to none at the collegiate level. Yeah. Um, and let's, you know, like I said, man, you got, whether you like him or hate him, you got to get the man his respect. The man wins, wins football games and wins. he doesn't, he doesn't sell nothing unless, unless you're in the championship. I don't think, I don't think Alabama has not been in the playoffs since the playoffs started. They've been in there every year. I see. Okay. That's it. That's a, that's a good trivia question. And maybe someone looked that up for us, but I, I, I wouldn't I, doubt it. Right. I wouldn't. Yeah. I know that they have uh, been, I, I, I wonder what their lowest seed has been. Cause you know, right, right now they're, they are obviously the first number one. Yeah. They're number one. But I mean, I think they've been in the playoffs since the playoffs started, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I mean, think about that, man, this, this dude has been able to put together these types of teams have spend his recruiting money very wisely on getting and, and attracting these top players to come to Alabama, man. I don't know if anybody's ever been to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but it ain't the most lively place in the world that you want to be. It's the thing is the only thing there is the school. The school is what was going on, and the town is pretty good. But I mean, that's not the ideal. And it, and it amazes me how he's able to out recruit the Michigans, the USC's, the University of Texas, and all these other other schools every year, um, and bringing that talent there because yeah, obviously you're at USC, you're in LA, you're in Hollywood. Yeah, you, you, every everything's at your beck and call within the, in the Hollywood rooms, and he's able to out recruit. He's able to pluck guys from California to come there, yeah. like Najee here. So, so yeah. that, that that's just an amazing thing. And as far as the game is concerned, man, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to see what Ohio State brings to a caliber team like Alabama, mm-hmm. and then let's. I'm really excited to see what Alabama is going to do to a team like Ohio because, bar none. Clemson gives gives Alabama fits every year, whether win, lose, or draw. True. And Ohio made Clemson look horrible. They made they they outclassed Clemson in every way you possibly can in the game. They made the high. They made Trevor Lawrence, who's supposed to be the the god of quarterbacks, yeah, and coming yeah, out of college, with, they made him look very average. Hair, long, yeah. you know, they made him look, yeah, they made him look real, real average. You know what I mean? Very average as a quarterback. So. That tells me right now that Ohio State, Ohio State's X's and O's and scheme is on point. Yeah, they're on point. So I think they're going to be on point against Alabama. You know, and let's be honest, man. At the end, of it, you know, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's man against man. All that who the the, the powers, the power ratings, and all that goes out the window. And I'm and I'm and I'm assuring you, Ohio, Ohio State is in a position where we are not afraid of Alabama. Now, no matter how no matter how good they think they are, or whatever, we're not going to be afraid of them. So we're going to go in this game, and we're going to see if we can go ahead and get down with them. Yeah, I, I believe it's going to be a really competitive game. I think Alabama pulls it off at the end. Yeah. Um. But uh. Um. I think that's going to be because of Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is kind of the X factor for them. Uh. The man. The man. The man. 
he can he if Alabama gets the lead, he can carry the load to make sure they sustain that lead. Okay. But also on Ohio State side, if they get the lead, their running back ain't no joke either. Dude is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot his name slips my name on right now, but he is a, a a freaking beast running back. So I'm I'm interested, man. It's gonna be a clash of the Titans. Uh, whoever wins. I'm, I'm I'm looking for and I'm I'm cheering. So I, I always root for underdogs. I, and I cheer for the story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the underdog in this one is Ohio State, but I, I can't do that. I, I can't go against Saban, and I can't go against this young brother that won the Heisman, Devonta Smith, right? Yes. This this young kid, uh, undersized, all his life playing sports. But he's six one, one seventy five wide receiver out there in mm-hmm. Alabama, and he just won the Heisman over Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Over his quarterback Mac Jones and, and and over the QB for for Florida, right? So mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. So he he's a first one to win the Heisman as, as a wide out in about a decade. Right? So mm-hmm. that's 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 an amazing feat right there. And I'm just wondering, yeah. watching his acceptance speech when he got the Heisman, the calmness, the fact that he's so poised, the fact that he's so focused on on his job and his task at hand. I don't think it's too big for him. I think he's going to step into the game and actually have a decent game. But I just wonder how Ohio is going to plan for for him. Right? I think they're going to double team him. I think they're going to be all mm-hmm. over him. They're going to try to lock him down a little bit because you know, he, he's the spotlight. Devon Smith's going to be the guy that that that, that, that uh, Mac is going to be throwing to whatever he can. But again, you got all these other weapons. Right? Mm-hmm. You got Max. You got these yeah. other wideouts. Yeah. So it's, it, we're going to see. But yeah, my 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 my, uh, my money. I'm not going to put any money. My money's going to yeah. <laughs> I think with Devontae Smith, like you said, I think the young man has an aura. And I told you about that before. I think he has a, a mm-hmm. nice aura about him, a superstar quality aura about him. He's very, he seemed to be very humble um, and very appreciative of everything that's coming his way from, from him being young all to where he's at right now being successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I do think that he's, he's going to have a pretty good game. I think he's going to go on and have a pretty good career in the NFL. I I I able him Deshaun Jackson two dot I think he's he's on that he's on that that realm because of his size and his quickness. He's a guy that's gonna be play the Deshaun Jackson role, I think, in the league, a deep threat that can that can stretch the field. But in this game right here particularly, I think the keys for Ohio State is to make Alabama one dimensional. Right now Alabama's two dimensional. They can either run you to death or they can throw the ball all over you, whichever way they want. Yeah, and yeah. usually stretch the field by going deep. If somehow Ohio State can limit that and make them one dimensional Make them only do one thing good. That's going to take Alabama out of their game plan, and then now we we we, we, will, we should have a game on our hands. But 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 let's be real. No one's been able to crack the Da Vinci Code yet, so I don't know if they're going to be able to either. You know what I'm saying? So it's going. It ain't like it's going to be an easy task. It's easier yeah. for me to say that and be yeah. sitting in my chair than for them to kind of execute it and do it. Um, I'm, I'm first, I'm first. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna see early. Uh, man, I want Ohio State. I don't even know. I don't matter of fact. I want both to win. Cause I don't, I don't really want to see them play because I like both teams so much, and like I like I said, I, I really favor the yeah. California boys on there. But I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna, have to, I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for Ohio State on this one. To be honest okay. with you, okay. um, I want my man. I want my man from San Diego, Chris Alave. I hope him to, he, you know, his story. If you like a story, his story is very compelling from his high school thing all the way into where he's at and the success he's having. I hope he continues to have that success. And if they don't win, I hope he has a big game. Period. There you go, right? You know, just, just go out there and represent. You know, don't 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 close out the year in the season. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half effort. At least, at least go out there and leave it all out there, right? Exactly, exactly. But Najee Harris, I hope, and I
That's all good. That's just- how, how we, let me see here. Hold on. I, I got to pivot. I got to deviate right quick. Uh, okay. It, it's, it's about halftime. Yeah, that. yeah. And, and my score, my score going to be around 42 to 14. I'm telling you, that's going to be the end of the game. <laughs> I can't concentrate. We're supposed to be trying to do a show. I can't concentrate because my, my team is just falling apart right now. What, what, what's on your mind while, while I try to try to get myself back together? I mean, we can talk about college football, NFL. We can talk about COVID. Uh, uh, what, what, what's, what's from a sports perspective, even uh, the business of sports? Right, because because I know you're, you're you're heavily involved in a lot of those aspects, especially focus. Yeah, I mean, me, I try to just kind of keep my eye on everything. I mean, I'm really excited. Let's let's shift to the NBA. I'm really excited where the NBA is going, even though they have these COVID issues. Um, I was watching a thing where they're talking about expansion. So there's going to be, I think, two more new teams in the NBA in the coming near near future. I'm excited about that because that gives us more cities, more professional sports, more opportunities, more openings. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then also, I mean. Um, I'm going to shift on that one now. I'm, I'm going to go back and forth from a zigzag. I'm going to shift back on NFL, and let's talk about the coaches, you know, the new coaching things that are there. And I, w- I, I would like to have a hard discussion why Eric Bieniemy is not being considered for every opening job that okay. is available yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, in, the, in, the, in the NFL. I mean, his, his, his record and his resume is probably impeccable and second to none of the coaches that are out, available out there. They want to talk about Urban Meyer and all that stuff. And Urban Meyer was a great college coach, but he's unproven in the NFL. Eric Bieniemy has been a, a valiant offensive coordinator for every team he's went to. He's proven to be a winner at every team he's went to. And the fact that they want to throw Urban Meyer's name in there as being the guy that's going to take over is kind of disheartening as a fan, um, as an African-American man, that, that we haven't get, we're not getting those opportunities. No, as a matter of fact, we, a lot of them being taken away because some of you know, like San Diego's coach was fired, so that's one less African American yeah. head coach that's in the in the helm. I'm 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 kind of, I'm, I'm I'm bugging. I don't understand where 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 they where they're going with this stuff about as far as giving more opportunities to these coaches to be able to coach. Yeah. You know, and I and I don't, that's what transits into. Let me let me finish. That's what transits yeah. into the college realm too. I mean, how can we have all these colleges? But there's no African American. There's not. There's very few African American coaches in the college ring. There's coordinators and there's all that, but there's very few head coaches in the college room, especially in the Division One world. But but you know what was funny is we usually make up anywhere from sixty to eighty percent of the team of African American yes. players. Okay. Yes. You know, so why why are, we're not getting opportunities there either? And I, I don't. I can't speak for other states, but then even in the state of California, we have the same issue. At the high school level, we don't have a lot of African American head coaches at the high school level. And, no matter where you and go, and you it's go. not that they're, they're not out there, right? I mean, they're there; they're at varying levels, like you say, they're at coordinator levels, they're at yeah. athletic trainers, or whatever the case may be. They got the skill, but yes. I, I always think about when you when I, when I talk to you about some of that stuff. I always think about the coach for the Miami Heat. Uh, oh, uh, um, Spolster. Yeah, yes, yes. Right, he started in the film room, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And now, he, you know, for a while he's been the head coach for, for the Heat and took him to the championship and all that with, with LeBron. But but again, so someone like that can go from the film room. We, we, we got some of us that are that are out there on the field doing all of the X's and O's as well. Let us get in that interview room. But, but what's funny about so basketball is a little bit more progressive than football. I, and, I hate, and I hate to say it because I love football to death. It's mm-hmm. you know, my sport. But basketball has been progressive no matter what, even at every level. They've always implemented and went beyond and above. In the, at the professional levels, their uh, their their uh, uh, Silverman is a great, great their their uh, guy. He's a great guy. He's always 
on the budding edge of whatever's going on in, in the society. He's always supporting his players. He's always doing the things they do, and it translates into his game, the game of the NBA. That's why it's grown to be one of the biggest sports in the world. They're very progressive. Football is not. It seems like we're stagnant and, we're, and they're stuck in the good old boy mm. realm. Um, um, from that, and it goes, like I said, it goes from high school. It goes from all the way to high school, all the way to pros. We can be everything you want us to be except for in charge. Wow. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's an interesting point that you make. And so, and you're still doing some things behind the scenes to kind of oh. bring more light to that, right? And I, I think that's a good segue in terms yeah. of what you're doing with NBA Sports. Talk, talk a little bit about what, what you're doing, just to, again, bring, not just having these discussions offline, but just what, what are you doing also in your community and the, folk, and the folks that you work with? I know you work with yeah. athletes and you work with a lot of schools as well with NBA mm-hmm. Sports. That so talk about that, brother. Yeah, so me, I'm, I'm more, I'm more, I'm trying to be an advocate, definitely to bring Division Two football back to the state of California at the at this at the state college level. Mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important to have that mechanism to attract minority men to colleges in order for them to be become professionals, not professional players or NFL players, but to become professionals in this world. Um, I think there's always mechanisms to attract every other per, every other race and every other every other person in there, and football is just one of the main things that go for us. Now we have it at the Division One level, very high. We have it, at the, you know, the USC's, UCLA's, what everyone hears about. We have it at the Division One AA level, which is the Cal Poly's and UC Davis's, which are really expensive private schools to go to. And the only one we have is Sac State, which is Division One AA, which is very impacted. You know, what I mean, and what I mean by impacted, a lot of people apply there. Yeah. They recruit regionally, so there's not a lot of spots. I want to bring it back to the Humboldt states, the Chico states, Sonoma states, Cal State Dominguez, uh, um, San Marcos, and all the. Football should be at those schools because now more men of color will go to those schools. It'll do a couple of things. It will not only have them play football, it will give them the mechanism to want them to go to those schools, the mechanism for them to be retained in their schools, and the mechanism for them to graduate in their schools. Plus, it, inclu- it, 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 it increases the school's diversity, which we all know if you have a lot more diversity and inclusion, it creates innovation, period. It's, it's a no-brainer. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm fighting to bring that back to the state of California. I'm not, I don't know what goes on in other states. I don't live in other states, but I live here. And I know that was a mechanism that drove me to go to Humboldt State. It drew me to stay in Humboldt State and drew me to graduate. Also, all of my friends. And now we look 20 years later, me and all my friends were very successful. You know, we got, got guys that are owning businesses or they're, they're, they're executives or analysts in businesses. Those are the professionals we should become. We should be inspired to go to these schools, be attracted to go there. And then now we can we can go work in these firms in the finance department, work in these firms as accounting, work as directors in movies, work, work in agricultural and develop things in science and all that stuff. But football is that mechanism that draws us there. And when you cut off that mechanism to attract them and they don't go, now we have, in a, you know, in our communities, we have a lot less educated men in our community of color that would have went if they were football or Though the alternative is from them, they have to go way far out of state to play football, and they lose that family support set mechanism. They have to go out of state, and people are not there to support them while they go through the transition of being an adult, which we know in college is what you do. You become a transition from being a young man to an adult. So though that's like my biggest, man, that's been my baby I'm trying to work on. I'm still trying to get off the ground. I'm still trying to spread the word. I'm tr- still trying to grab people's ear so they can hear that message so they can get behind me and support it. Now, I know the state of California – is in a financial disarray and that costs money. But I also know the schools, state schools get money for based on their enrollment. So my question is, why would you cut 120 men that would positively enroll in your school if they bring money to your school? 
If you're gonna cut, why don't you cut something else? Cut the art department. They ain't bringing no money to the school. Oh, oh, the no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you're gonna cut something, cut go 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 cut physics. They not. I mean, if you're gonna cut things, if you're saying it's a budget issue and an expense issue, then you should cut it all the way. You should trim all the fat everywhere. You just don't trim it in that one area because you feel that's the easiest one to trim. Um, and I also think the mindset from expense needs to be invest. When you have a football program and you're bringing these minorities in your school, you're investing into your school. You're investing into these people being progressive. You're investing into their wealth, their 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 family wealth, their their, their you know their legacy wealth. You're investing in all that when you have the have football and have these young men there. I know it's just football and the sports, and you said that's not something that people have to. It's nothing you need to have to go to college. But I believe that is a true mechanism to attract. Jacksonville's doing it the greatest. Look at Deion Sanders. Hey. Yeah. I'm the voice of here. I'm attracting guys here. My Jackson State is synonymous right now with Grambling State as far as a notoriety point. We, we, we ever thought that would be. That's no true. one. We never heard of you. If you said HBC, you say Grambling, Southern, Clark and Atlanta. You say one of those. You would never say Jackson State. Now, yeah. Jackson State is mentioned in that conversation. And what that does, that draws out-of-state tuition because people want to go there. That draws up enrollment. That means the state of Mississippi is going to give Jackson State money for every student that goes to their school. I'm glad you you went into detail on that, right? Because I know, I know we talked about that at one time on the athlete uh, show that we did on ITN Live, and I still have the action about it, right? Because I think what, what I want to do is to continue to help drive that message. I think this is going to be the forum to drive more of that message around uh, the economics of sports and mm-hmm. the, the value of sport. I mean, that, that's a, a, a good debate conversation to have, right? Because you start talking about what, in terms of a curriculum, needs to be trimmed, adjusted, cut, whatever. Yep. Be. Someone sitting in those administrative rooms is going to have to make that decision. And, 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 and to add on that, James, yeah. it should be in, at the state level for Division Two. I'm preaching it should be non-scholarship right, as of right now. And, I, and why I say non-scholarship in state schools is because, one, people will still go, if you qualify for Pell and you qualify for Crowd Grant A or B, yeah. it covers just about eighty percent of your, your your tuition right there on point. You know, so if you get five thousand for 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 for, for Pell, yeah. you get another couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars for Crowd Grant A and B. That's already half your net. If if, if it costs sixteen thousand, you've already got half of that there. Okay, you, you couple you couple that with. Yeah. You know, a couple of grants that are with it, that are already given throughout every school. Yeah. They can they can give to every football person. That covers at least sixty to eighty percent of your cost already at the school. So right. if it's if it's non scholarship, that way we don't we don't interfere with the Title Nine. We have time, if you bring football back, we're not battling the Title Nine issue. We're battling. Hey, we have that we still have this mechanism to attract men of color to come to our school. And what I mean by men of color, I'm not just saying black. I'm saying brown, which means Latino, Polynesian, Filipino. Mm-hmm. So on and so on down the line. We want to be able to bring all those mechanisms to a university to be able to play sports that attracts them. And, you know, let's 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 be able to have that kind of dynamic, because in your community, at the end of the day, you don't want the cutoff to be you. It's yeah. only, you know, only African-American men or if you're someplace football, there's nowhere for him to go or no for him to continue to, p- to play yeah, after, exactly. after he graduates from high school. So. And That's see, it, man. No, no, the fact that you've done that research, right? Because those are going to be the hard questions that are going to be asked of someone mm-hmm. like you bringing up this type of a of a conversation when we get in that room, yeah. Right? And but and you've mm-hmm. done that research, so again, we're, we're going to continue to to have that conversation. I'm going to do my due diligence and, and work with you to help to bring those folks probably to this forum, folks yep. watching, folks listening. Uh, if they've got any resources in 
not just California. We just talking about California because we know California. But if there's folks that are in, in other states and whatever who have some connections within the educational system, the collegiate within the high school, that type of thing, let, let's have that dialogue. Let's have that conversation and, and mm-hmm. reach out to us so we, so we can bring you on the show and have that conversation. We like to have those awkward, hard conversations because at the end of the day, that's that's, that's the only way that we're going to make any change, right? And yes, sir. To change, so. Uh, I like that. You, you took a you, man. Hold on, you took a challenge. <laughs> yeah, that, we, we got a little. We, we got a little, little, little righteous there with some conversations. There. We we, oh. we, didn't, we didn't get we didn't get political, which we could have, but we were thinking about it. But we'll, maybe we'll say that because. But I, I do like the fact that we. That's the kind of conversation that we want to have on this show, though, right? We we want to yeah. talk real. Yeah, we can talk sports and in terms of score. Mm-hmm. reports and we can we can talk about uh you know who can throw the ball the fastest and the hardest and, and the longest but let's talk about what it re- what really matters to uh the athlete the fan uh everyone participating from from all aspects of it because it yeah. really does touch society as a whole i truly believe we need yeah it needs to be the the, the, the shift needs to be to educate and community and then, you yeah. know, us sports, we, we learn sports on top of it as the frosting. You know, our cake yeah. is community and all, and, and all that stuff. And then we layer the sports as the frosting to kind of bring everything together. I, I truly believe that, the, that there's so many dynamics that are there that can provide these avenues um, um, to make all of us successful. Yeah. You know, I think I think sports sports is that breeding ground where we're, we're taught so many life skills that's unbelievable within our realm of sports. But once you start cutting off those mechanisms man you know now now you you're leaving one you're isolating one group out and then now we're in a whole different realm so i mean i'm looking forward to having these conversations i want to have the awkward conversations i want to see it through somebody else's lens yeah i want somebody to tell me them wrong so we can dispute it and we can come to a mutual agreement either to degree disagree but i really love to have those awkward conversations with whoever was willing to have it because having those conversations ahead of time are is the right way to do that 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 prevents us from having issues like have happened uh, this past week uh yeah. on, on the east coast at, at a building where some things should not have happened <laughs> and, I, and i'll and i'll be very vague i'll leave it at that right so it's, yes, if, if grown folks would actually sit around and talk and, and understand that yeah there are going to be some differences there is there should be some some constructive debate but do it the right way as opposed to inciting uh, violence instead of inciting uh, fear, fear and terror, yeah, yeah. fear, terror, negative behavior, things like that. Then you, then, you, then you go over the line. But I, I think in, in anything, we want to have constructive conversation so we can actually drive positive change. Brother Martel, how do you think we did, man? This was, this was the pilot. We, we do okay? I'm I'm loving it, man. I'm loving loving to be able to discuss, you know, all avenues of sports with my man. You know, represent both into California. You northern, I'm southern. We've been able to, you know, take our perspectives on both uh, and give it to the world. And like I said, I hope more people chime in. And I, like I said, I like having those conversations, those, yeah. those, the uncomfortable things, even if it's just disagreement in sports. Just have those conversations with people because, you know, you're gonna show me something that I wasn't probably originally looking at. And hopefully I can show you something that you were looking at. Yes. And then, then the, the, at the very least, we got knowledge. Yes. Look, I never want to be, I'm not the smartest person in the room at all. I never want to, if I am, then I'm in the wrong room. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm, Absolutely. I'm always trying to soak it up. So uh, I think folks watching, folks that are going to be listening as well to the podcast, this is how we're going to come. Every Sunday, 
6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're just going to come chop it up. We're going to talk about the week, weekly events from a sporting perspective. So next week we're going to talk about how uh, either Ohio State or how Alabama beat up on themselves, on each other. We're going to hopefully talk about my Steelers winning this game. And we're we, we, we going to talk about what, what's next from a divisional playoffs perspective, obviously, for, for, for football. Uh, what we're going to talk about, we, we, we're going to talk about see uh, what, what's going on with this COVID lockdown in, in, in the NBA because they have a surprise with that. But, you know, I think we need to just we're going to open it up, too. So, man, hey, Olympics, hockey. Soccer, all everything is out there and it's relevant. We're gonna find a way to bring that into the community, and then also talk about not just what's on the again, not just what's on the field or the pitch or the, or the diamond, but how that relates to community, how that relates to society, and how that relates to kind of positive outcomes for everybody involved. Absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself, my man. Well, so I, wrote, I wrote it down, so, so <laughs> I, 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 I did that. That wasn't just off the dome. I did, I did write it down ahead of time. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So you, cheat. you got a little bit on there, but I was about to say, man, that's, that's cold right there. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm over here looking at my Evernote notes, you know, Jack Jack's Evernote for keeping me on, on point, on pad. I hear you. Um, yeah. Bro, be good to yourself. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this event. I think we did a great job. Uh, we will continue to do this again, folks. Get, hey, hit us up with any ideas, any suggestions, format questions about how we should do this again every time folks i'm gonna put the link up there and we're gonna have the opportunity for anyone who feels brave enough to to join us on camera to to chop it up with us let's get it in so that being said brother montel have a good night take care of yourself take care of the family and i'll holler at you next week salute all right